The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Right, it is Chuck and Chernoff as we get it cranked up in our 3 o'clock hour. Live at Harris Cherokee in Cherokee, North Carolina. Our home away from home here live in the Caesars Sportsbook. We'll be with you till 6 o'clock. At that time, the Front Rows Audio Fun Bag with Dill will follow our program. So we'll all look forward to that together. The 3 o'clock hour of the program is brought to you by This Stuff Matters. You can check out the This Stuff Matters podcast. Like and subscribe it. At the 680 The Fan's website at 680thefan.com or thisstuffmatters.net. Why don't we start the 3 o'clock hour by saying hello to Charles Oliver. Hey, Matt. Hi, Chuck. Bad news. What's that? We're getting divorced. Uh, Why? What's the problem? My wife's heroin addiction. (sighs) I know that has been weighing on you for a long time. I hate that she has not been able to get that together. Uh, My heart goes out to you. I mean, she's basically a meth addict. I'm sorry, Chuck. I mean, again, you, you chose her. She's a pretty horrible person. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think you should continue to say that. You're still married, technically. Oh, hi, Chuck. Hi. Now my voice is on all of this. Uh, busy show today. Coming up later in the hour, your chance to win Chuck's dinner. You oh. can't win! There are distractions galore. Coming up at 4.30, the new voice of the Atlanta Braves, Brandon Gauden. Is he is the TV voice, not the, I mean, the real voice is Ben Ingram. We all know that, the radio voice. Oh. But the TV side on Bally Sports will be Brandon Gauden. You recognize Brandon's name. He was the voice of the Jackets back in the day. The voice in my home constantly, because I hear Madden running in the background. That's Brandon Gauden's voice since 2016. So he will move into the booth with the Jeff Francoeur and company. We'll ask Brandon how much he's getting paid, because I told you Francoeur is taking up most of the salary over there. So we'll see if Gauden got a little extra for uh, showing up and having to deal with Francoeur on a nightly basis. So look forward to Gauden joining us later on. Now the Braves continue the spring training fun. Pitchers and catchers are all in camp. The Braves look forward to their first full squad workout Monday. And then Grapefruit League games begin next Saturday afternoon, the 25th, in Northport against the Red Sox. So it's right around the corner. Now I did peep, Chuck, some NL MVP odds. This uh, I saw yesterday that had Ronald Acuna 10-1. to to win the NL MVP was fifth among all NL players in the odds. But the Braves had, I think, five guys in the top 15, which tells you again about how deep this team is. Those odds extend to about 75 to 1. So uh, Austin Riley's 15 to 1, which was eighth. Matt Olson's 25 to 1, which is 14th. And then Michael Harris and Ozzie Albies were next at 40 to 1, which put them, I'm sorry, put them in the top 20 in the MVP odds. So you have five guys in the top 20 in the MVP odds preseason. Sean Murphy, for what it's worth, a long shot at 80 to 1. It would be really surprising no matter what season. We've talked about this a couple of times. No matter what season Michael Harris puts together, uh, for him, like Austin Riley can win it now. Michael Harris has to have a great season, and then next year he can win it. That's just what it is. Postseason goes to whoever plays the best. Regular season, you have to be one of those guys, almost always, you have to be one of those guys already in a conversation. Word around the campfire or in Northport is that Michael Harris came in yoked. Said he put on about 10 pounds of muscle, driving the ball, having those impressive batting practices, trying to avoid the old sophomore slump. So that's some of the early news coming out of Northport with the Braves. Uh, The Hawks were losers last night, and they're, I mean, they're, a mess. They lose 122 to 101 to the Knicks. They were dominated from the jump. They were down 20 in the first quarter, and the best they could do is get back within 13. 
the Knicks just bullied the Hawks. Julius Randle and, and that group, they just pushed the Hawks around. I think I counted at least two technical fouls in the Hawks for bitching about bad calls, which they were right. There was John Collins got an elbow. DeJounte got an elbow. There was a lot of very physical play, but that's a Tom Thibodeau coach team, and the Hawks couldn't match that. So they go to the All-Star break now at 29 and 30. And the first quarter last night, they gave up 37 points again. So if you want to do the math, from the first quarter last night to the previous four against Charlotte, the Hawks had given up per quarter. 36 points, 38 points, 35 points, and 37 points. The lack of effort or care defensively continues to be jarring. Nate said after the game, the intensity wasn't there, the interest wasn't there, the blah, blah, everybody has to get away. And worst of all, they did that in front of Dustin Hoffman last night. He was in the building. No. The Rain Man was there. The Hawks played that way in front of the Rain Man? Oh, 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 Vern. I mean, think about that. Don't you have any pride to want to impress an A-list actor who won an Academy Award for Rain Man? Uh-oh, fart. What was that? Did you fart, Rain? Fart. <laughs> no, the Hawks farted last night for four quarters. Did you fucking fart? Fart. How was that beeped? <laughs> Not. I think you. I think he beeped fart. I think you, yeah. I think you beeped the wrong F word. Yeah, Tuesday we have pancakes. When I was a much, much younger person... There were, like, rarely you would see, like, the head. Like, remember John Madden quit? I was like, well, quit? What do you mean you quit? You're a head coach in the NFL. You just won a Super Bowl. You quit. And he later, his doctor said, you got to quit. But Uh-oh. I didn't understand that. I was like, there's only so many of these jobs I get if Nate quits. He tried to. They wouldn't let him. They, they begged it. him to stay. I get it. He's now, disgusted. Let me say this. He's part of the problem. Don't sure. Let, don't let Nate off the hook. Nate, Nate is about the least creative coach you'll find, and I said this at the beginning. But that was not bait and switch. That's who you promoted. Correct. You wanted stability when you brought him in after Lloyd. But when you have a guy like Trey and a guy like DeJounte and you have Nate, they just that's not going to me- mesh anyway. Um, so he's part of the problem. The team is part of the problem. The front office is part of the problem. The owner is part of the problem. The whole franchise is a problem. The whole bleeping thing is a problem. They did the impossible. In 24 months, they pooped down their leg from one of the highest points in the franchise's history. Uh-oh. Yes. They, uh, oh, fart. That's the, fucking fart. That is the Hawks' motto the last 24 months after getting a team to the Eastern Finals, two wins away from an NBA Finals, starting to build, and now they're in this place where they farted for two for two years. Did you what? fart, Ray? Uh-oh. We don't need to play that other one. In front of Dustin Hoffman. What do you think Dustin Hoffman is saying today about that effort? Make a syrup. I bet Dustin is talking to his friends going, Hawks don't want to get back. Look at the wide-open jumpers. They don't close out on shooters. I don't have my maple syrup either. I'm going to be without my maple syrup and my, and my toothpicks. If you're not going to play hard in front of Dustin Hoffman, you're never going to play hard, and that's the bottom line. Why was he there? Was it? Why wouldn't he be there? Well, I'm, it's I'm, Hawks Knicks on a Wednesday night. Sure. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh-oh. If he didn't come here specifically for the game. Hmm. I'm sure he flew down. If he didn't fly down just I'm for gonna, the... I'm going to assume he's shooting something. Okay, you know I was asking you, like, what that may be. You knew he was here for some sort of... But a, what it may... I, like, uh, trouble with the curve. Have you seen Clint Eastwood? He came into Dantana's. I, it's Kramer versus Kramer part two. I don't know. I don't have... They waited 40 years to do that one. <laughs> Well, they wanted to let it simmer a little okay, bit. Okay, so now I, the kid's 50. Right. I don't know exactly what he was shooting, but when Dustin's in the building, put some effort in. That's all I'm going to say. When Dustin's there, try hard. Maple syrup is supposed to be on the table before the pancakes. A mess. A team. Nothing but aggravation. They caused me nothing but aggravation. I had uh, one last epiphany last night thinking about the Super Bowl. You had moved on, but Hoyt wanted to get the fart clip. He did. He was going to get as many of the Dustin Hoffman clips, and the fart was his favorite. If you haven't seen the movie... Dustin Hoffman uh, plays a, a character with autism, and they're in a phone booth, him and Tom Cruise. Tom's on the phone, and uh, Dustin Hoffman farts. Uh-oh, fart. There you go. Wanted to paint the picture if I could. <laughs> he won an Oscar for that yeah, uh, the phone booth. For that uh, role. Um, I had one more thought, an epiphany about the Super Bowl. So we talked yesterday about the ratings. They did $113 million. It was the third highest or sixth highest most watched TV show ever. And... That news came on the heels that Tom Brady is going to kick Greg Olson out of the booth in 2024 because Olson was in the broadcast booth with Kevin Burkhart. When all these guys started making super big bucks, the play-by-play and the analysts, we all wondered, well, what are you doing? It's not going to affect the ratings. Would the rating have been better if it was Tom Brady in the booth or Joe and Buck were still on, or Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were still on Fox? They got $113 million. Nobody cares who's in the booth. 
from the day that Tony Romo got paid to the day that, that Aikman and Buck got paid to the day that Al Michaels and now Tom Brady. It's the dumbest allotment of money because it doesn't doesn't bring you any returns. 113 million watch. They didn't care that Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart were in the booth. allows you to declare it's a giant event. I don't need you to. It's a Super Bowl. I know, but, but it allows you to declare on Fox it's a bigger event than it is on CBS or that's what it, whoever's on the oh they're on the call. I guess. Well, that must be big. I don't know, man. I'd like to allocate my dollars a little different. That's all. Now, uh, did you catch any of the Chiefs championship parade and the rally? I did. Uh, it was a boisterous effort there. It was. Travis Kelsey. Was Bud Light sponsoring the thing? Or? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure who the sponsor was. I do know that Travis Kelsey was going to steal the show no matter what happened. He had a Bud Light uh, big chain on. He uh, grabbed the mic. And this is like his real-life version of playing the game, Simon Says. he's. J- I'm going to play this for you. We can stop and start this. Here he is just saying stuff to see if the crowd would just parrot anything he asked them to say because they are champions and he could do whatever he wants. Take a listen to Kelsey. If you knew the Chiefs. We're going to win the division. Let me hear you say, hell yeah. All right, let's put a standard. All right, now. Okay. If you knew the Chiefs were going to get the number one seed, let me hear you say, hell yeah. All right, again, pretty easy. Good. Play the hits. I knew it. You knew it, but they ain't know it. If y'all knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to win the MVP, let me get a hell yeah. All right, stop it now. At this point, he should be done because you got the hell yes, you got the whatever voice he's doing right there. Most of these, when the athlete gets or whoever and the champion gets on the mic, it goes too long, like longer than 30 seconds. But he hit the division. He sure, he got all of team, it and his quarterback. Mahomes. But he wasn't done because at this point, you're feeling the power, yeah. right? They're going to say whatever the hell I tell them to say. Keep listening. If y'all knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to win the MVP, let me get a hell yeah. If you knew the Kansas City Chiefs were going to have the best offense in the National Football League, hmm. let me hear you say, oh. Okay, stop. Na, 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 na. Now he's just making noises. And he knows I'm going to make noises and they're all going to copy whatever I do. Oh. Na, na, na. Oh. Ah. And they're just going to, they're going to parrot him. Watch. He keeps going because he knows he's got them now in the palm of his hand. Let me hear you say, oh. <laughs> That's a good one right there. I like that one right there. Let me hear you say, oh. That feels so good, don't it? Let me hear you say, oh. All right, all right, all right. You know you could have stopped. Or he could have gone another hour and just made, let me hear you say, whoa. It's like Simon says, whoa. Let me hear you say, mmm. And they all would have done it. That's power, Chuck. You don't know that kind of power. No, I don't. And I am. Uh, You're what? From Mark, was it Mark Madsen dancing at the Lakers? Sure. Like, uh, and Tom Brady trying to, we're still here. Wasn't that his? We're still here. Most of this stuff is really, 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 really bad. Let me hear you say, oh. JR with no shirt on. That was authentic. Most Let me of hear it. you say, oh. <laughs> it's like everybody's just making guttural noises in this parade. Oh. The whole city, Kansas City, sounded like they were having sex. That's the parade and the rally. The bench explodes. Right. The, the bench. The bench explodes. The bench. That's what happened there. All right. Let's get our winging it idea. It's time to wing it. Presented by WNB Factory. Serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over 60 locations. Find yours at WNBFactory.com. Oh. <laughs> we'll take your winging idea answers at the Harris. Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. We want your favorite bad backup quarterback. Your favorite bad backup quarterback. Is there actually good ones? Like Frank Reich was a good one. Like, there are examples of good backup quarterbacks. An example of a bad one, and Atlanta knows this all too well, hell, we watched Tony Graziani. That was the thing that happened that we saw in this city coming off a Super Bowl. We saw Tony Graziani playing quarterback the following season, and he's the reason Jamal Anderson broke. 
Kirk Kidner. That's another one. Oh, That's he another one. Coach. He Hard did. to kill a coach as a quarterback. He almost killed the coach. He did indeed. Uh, Brandon Joseph, give me a bad backup quarterback. Uh, Brandon Whedon was the backup quarterback for the Cowboys for a while. He was. He was god-awful and a bum. That was a first-round pick, too, right? He was. He was like 30, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Daniel Matthews, bad backup quarterback. Chad Hutchinson, Cowboys. That's another, that's another backup for the Cowboys. Uh, Brian Latravius Hoyt. Fatone Bowda. Oh, Fatone. He was a starter one week. He did. Against Florida, he'll never, he could tell his grandkids. Never take that away from him. So you'll send your bad backup quarterback name to the Harris Cherokee Casinos Twitter feed. Your chance to win Chuck's dinner you can't win. is 15 minutes away. Coming up next, I'll tell you the dirty little secret. I've been cheating on my wife with a dude. All right, Chuck did it for me. Oh, no, I'll tell you a separate, a separate dirty little secret. Your wife's face looks like a foot. <laughs> I don't know if that would be a secret. If somebody's uh... face <laughs> it looked like a foot, you would know. No, this dirty little secret is the one that the Braves, the Falcons, the Hawks don't want you to know. I'll expose it next. Here we go in three. Uh... <laughs> Two, don't do anything with that. Let me clear my it, It's almost like I asked my friend, my coworker Brian Hoyt, to not do anything with that. But instead, they're yeah, very good. Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. What a disgusting bunch. We're live at Harris Cherokee in Cherokee, North Carolina. Our 3 o'clock hour brought to you by This Stuff Matters. Check out the This Stuff Matters podcast. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. To the podcast, you can see it on the 680 The Fan website, right under the 680 header, or at This Stuff Matters. Uh, Very good. Dot net, your chance to win Chuck's dinner. You can't win. Comes up in 10 minutes. You can start lining up if you'd like at 404-231-1680 to win yourself uh, some nice din-din at Arnett's Chop Shop. As I said, we're live at Harris Cherokee here in Cherokee, North Carolina, all afternoon long. We're live at the Caesar Sportsbook, enjoying just... I mean, the, this is what you want. I'm watching Tiger Woods to my right, and I'm watching. Why wouldn't I want college softball? You would. Left? And I could bet on it. I said to Hoyt during one of the breaks, if I knew anything about the English Premier League, I would gamble on it. I really would. Now, his response is, you gamble on a lot of other things you don't know anything about either. So that could be my intro. Louisiana Lafayette's minus a run and a half, plus 125. All right. I might have to jump on that one. Uh, you like secrets, don't you, Chuck? Uh, uh, I don't like knowing them. You like dirty little secrets? Yeah, let's talk about a dirty little secret on the air. What is it? Well, right now we know in this city, when you look at the professional sports landscape, the Braves are the only one of the three teams. All due respect to our friends at Atlanta United, but the three teams that we really have some good feeling for as far as like understanding what they're doing. They're the only professional franchise with their act together. And that kills the Hawks and the Falcons. My favorite thing is when a team is winning, and this happens in every city, but I'll use Atlanta. When the Hawks are making their Eastern Conference Finals run, the Braves publicly will tell you how much they're happy for the Hawks. And they'll put it out on social media. Go, Hawks, we're with you, hand in hand. And when the Braves are making their run to the World Series, the Falcons and the Hawks are like, let's go, City United. The dirty secret is, behind the scenes, they're all rooting against each other. And it's just business. It's nothing bad. It's not like you and I. We're sports fans. We want all the teams to do well because it's more fun. It's more enjoyable. But when it comes down to business, they know that you guys only have so much time and so much money. If you are listening to this show right now, and I'm just going to use a couple of different examples of you. You're a dad with two kids playing playing baseball. Uh, She's cheerleading. You've got uh, just the normal nine to five and the job and the wife and the kids. You have to pick. The new popular term has become you only have so much bandwidth in your life to take in all these teams. And when they are bad and they're uninteresting, it makes it easy for you to eliminate them pretty simply. And right now the Braves, boy, they're loving life. The Falcons and the Hawks have made their lives so easy because both of those franchises are lost in the woods, searching for their way out. Meanwhile, the Braves are this buttoned-up organization and stability everywhere. Front office, GM, manager, young team locked up. They look like they're going to be good forever. They've got a championship in their back pocket already, five straight NLEs titles. That's what you want. And the Hawks are in disarray. The Falcons haven't had a winning season since 2017. They can't fill their own building. Behind the scenes, the Braves love this. You're making their life a marketing person in that organization, people selling tickets, anybody, merchandise. You are making their job so much easier, and they're already good. But when the Falcons and the Hawks are lost like they are, 
life is perfect for the Braves. The dirty secret is they all root against each other. Publicly, they can't. Behind the scenes, the Braves love this, and the Falcons the Hawks are dying that the Braves are this good and this stable. If you go anywhere else, um, I don't know, the late 80s go to Dallas, and you're right, the Cowboys and Stars and Mavs, and they're all fighting, they're all fighting for the same money and, and, and same attention, uh, the Rangers too. Um, and so that's always, but the reason I just pick up a random example, whether it's today in Atlanta or 30 years ago in Dallas, it, you're right, the dynamic you're describing is true. Do you know what is making it? more challenging because here's what happens as you age and you have other forced interests like paying the mortgage and kids and things like that you do start to filter out and so you filter down to maybe one or two um, i think the newest dynamic is a lot of us based around finances even the jewel of the franchise that's going to win that battle that franchise has to be um aware that some fans today filter out all live on-site experiences for the most part i was at walmart this morning um i saw a 70 inch tv for 499 dollars we should have gotten it uh it is more and walmart and clayton um it is more affordable to stay home and have a better experience than ever it's more costly than ever and so we all know that but i'm saying the dynamics are going in starkly different directions. And so for the first time, even the great franchise that is winning in a down city is looking around going, and some people have eliminated all of it, so it's even harder. Yeah, that, again, it comes down to time. So it's not just, you're right, going to games, the investment, the, the time to get down there, that's one thing. I think it's worse, though, when it's not even investing and watching on TV. Yeah, it, when you turn it off, when when the Hawks are on on a Wednesday night and you're a Hawk fan, you're like, they're so bad, I'm not doing this. I got other things I can do. Or when the Falcons are, and I, I say this as a Falcon fan, Chuck, this is not somebody taking a shot. They're boring. They're so boring. And I'm a fan of the team who is a diehard. Part and parcel of Coach Arthur trying to do the best thing he could to win a ball game. Yes and, and no. And it made them boring. Okay, but yes, but also they have no star power. You're, yeah. The style is one thing. Give me a star on that football team. Grady Jarrett's a damn good football player. A.J. Terrell's really good. Cordero's fun. They don't have a star. And that makes it hard in a city that revolves around stars. So you go to the Braves. They have star. Baseball stars are hard to find. That, that sport does not produce star power. But we have Acuna and Harris and Riley and Ozzy and Michael and Strider. And there's such individual stars that the Braves have multiple giveaways like the Ozzy chain. And everybody knows what it is. It's the palm tree, right? It is. Uh, and the Ronald chain. And, like, everybody knows what this stuff is, the individual personalities of the players. That's unusual for the Braves. What a time, though, for the Braves and the marketing department that they're like, we don't even have to blink at the other two games right now. They're, they're so poorly run, and they've struggled so much. And for the Hawks, I mean, it's all being played out in public. When do you ever hear anything about the Braves? They're arguing in the front yard. They are. You're right. You never hear yeah. ish about the Braves. We've said that for years. With the Falcons, I think they're... I think they're maybe trending in the right direction, but trending and getting there are very different things. They haven't had a winning season since 2017. In today's NFL, that's almost impossible. You trip into a 9-8. and eight. You trip into a 10-7. A and seven. You just do. Well, depending it, on who you believe, they may have a chance to trade for Justin Fields. If you don't think Arthur Blank say so in trying to get a star here matters, this is business. This is not part of it. Yes, he wants to win and all. He needs something to sell. To the fan base who his own fans, like me or other guys, who are like, eh, they're pretty boring. And what is that? I don't know. Maybe it's Lamar. Maybe it's Justin. Maybe it's – I don't know. But part of the reason when the Falcons made the deal for Mike Vick is, yeah, they thought he was the right football guy. But you're nuts if you don't think the package of getting him, his style, the, the way he played, the black quarterback, all of it played in to getting Michael Vick. Oh, I believe that. It was, and it should be. They're running a business. Well, then maybe if you trade and it's fewer than six starts, Justin costs you a third rounder. If it's uh, more than that, it's a second rounder. If he starts all the games, it's a first rounder. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Work out a trade. Figure it out. But uh, th that's the secret. Again, when one of these teams, make, mark my words, folks, when the Braves are in the playoffs in October, you will get the social media accounts from the Hawks and Falcons going, yeah. we're with you. The hell they are. They hate the fact that that money is money they can't get people to spend on them or the investment of time that you guys have on them. Because this city also we know is different than a lot of other cities that have three or four pro sports franchises. You've got Georgia entwined in, in this culture and in this city. So that's going to take up some of your time. So you're already against it when it comes to that. But you can't make it easier.
for one of the teams when the other two are lost, and that's what the uh, Falcons and the Hawks are doing right now for the Braves. All right, let's see how smart you are. Let's give you a chance to win Chuck's down. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's suicide! You've seen him, you know how strong he is. You can't win! It's time to win just Served up by our next Chop Shop, a fresh modern expression of the classic American steakhouse. Fantastic. I actually got a, somebody tweeted me and said, Chuck, you're right. Got onion rings on the plate. Magical and best Caesar in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. And the ribeye or the strip or whatever it is you want. RNS is just fantastic stuff. And if you win a card, you can get a $100 gift card. But you ain't going to win a card. So. That is what's on the line. The way the game is played, you'll have seven questions. You'll try to answer all seven. If you don't know something, pass it. It's a timed event. You have to outpoint Chuck to win. If it's a tie, we go to overtime, which uh, it just extends the drama. Your categories today are World Baseball Classic, NBA All-Star Weekend, <laughs> and the Bahamas. Wonder why, Chuck, why would the Bahamas be a topic today? What would be the reason why the Bahamas would be a category on Winchuck's dinner? Hmm, why would that be? All right, let's welcome in our first contestant, Mike, who joins Chuck and Chernoff on the fan with a chance to win Chuck's dinner. Hello, Mike, how are you? Hello, how are you all? We are great. Harris Cherokee's awesome. Wish you were with us. Mike, have you ever played the game before? Yes, sir. And how'd that go for you? Uh, last time I played, I was 0 for 7, and my co-worker's son asked him if I was an idiot. All right. Well, so you wanted to come back for more? You're like the glutton, or you just feel like redemption is, he- is here? 50-50 on that. I like it. Category choices, Mike. World Baseball Classic, NBA All-Star Weekend, or the Bahamas? Let's go All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend it is. We'll put 60 seconds on your game clock. Brandon Joseph's your host with the most. Here's your chance to win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. This was the last Atlanta Hawk to win the Slam Dunk Contest in 2005. Oh, adjustment. Correct. Craig Hodges and this hick from French Lick are the only three-time winners of the NBA three-point contest. Bird. Correct. This franchise has the most slam dunk champions with five with their last coming in 2022 with Obi Toppin. Uh, this Hawk went to consecutive All-Star games from 2006 to 2011. Oh, pass. This country music star was known as the Man in Black. Oh, Giant Couch. Correct. Dying this week in 2021, the, this conservative talk show host who was fired from ESPN NFL Countdown after three weeks in 2003. Limbo? Correct. This state is nicknamed the Constitution State. Philadelphia. Incorrect. This franchise has the most slam dunk champions with five with their last coming in 2022 with Obi Toppin. All right. Uh, very good. Thank you to Mike. As we get Chuck back in from the isolation chamber here at Harris Chamber. Very nice of them to uh, install an isolation chamber for us here just for the game, which is very nice. Hello, Charles. Uh, Well, yeah, opulence. They got it. Uh, That was Mike, who was your opponent there. Mike uh, has played against you. He took an offer last time. Oh, Mike. Took the collar. Uh, He had coworkers and family questioning his uh, intelligence, and he said he had to come back for redemption. Mike, you got to represent, brother. Well, that's why he's back. He's hoping he does a better job this time around. So uh, your category, Charles, just in case you were curious and you were wondering, what do you need to know about? You need to know about NBA All-Star Weekend. Okay. NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, Take a deep breath. Ah! Ah, No, no, hang on. Ah! Ah! Good. 
good. Let's put 60 seconds on your game clock. Here's your chance to keep your dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. This was the last Atlanta Hawk to win the NBA Slam Dunk Contest in 2005. Mmm. Mmm. Pass. Oh, tough one. Craig Hodges and this hick from French Lick are the only three-time winners. Bird. Correct. This franchise has the most NBA Slam Dunk champions with five with their last coming in 2022 with Obi Toppin. Uh, Bulls. Incorrect. This Hawk went Magic. to consecutive All-Star games from 2006 to 2011. Say that again. This Hawk went to consecutive All-Star games from 2006 to 2011. Oh, hell. Um, 6 to 11. Uh, 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 was that Horford? Incorrect. <sighs> this country music star was known as the Man in Black. Johnny Cash. Correct. Dying this week in 2021, this conservative talk show host who was fired from ESPN NFL Rush. Countdown. Correct. This state is nicknamed the Constitution State. Uh, Philadelphia. Incorrect. Damn, this state. This state. This uh, state. Pennsylvania. This was the last Hawk to win the NBA Slam Dunk Contest in 2005. Uh, hell, I don't know. Hold my, on. My, my brain is what sideways. Is, do you want me to turn the TVs off here at Harris uh, Cherokee? There's so many of them. There's so, all the, hey, can somebody turn the televisions off for Chuck? He's distracted. Oh, no, stop. So I, let's go over your dumbness. No, okay. let me, I can work my way through this. When we'll did Philadelphia get it's uh, it was a, a colony and then a state. The so Constitution State is Connecticut. Connect, you're looking for Josh Smith, who used to love. Obi Toppin was here last night playing for the the Knicks. Yeah, that was. What else did he miss? Joe Johnson went to consecutive All Star games from 2006 <laughs> to 2011. Basketball blind spot. Tell me I won. Tell me I won. Tell me I got the card. Tell me I just got a pass on this one. Give me a pass for all time's sake. You got three. Oh, Mike got three. No. Guess what that I means. got four. Mike oh, got four. Oh, I'm sorry I shorted Mike one. Guess what? You're a loser. You win, I'm you sorry win, I missed the Mike one. Oh, wow. Mike's a w- Mike oh. got his redemption. He came all the way back when everybody I doubted him and said he couldn't do it, and he got his redemption. Mike, congratulations. You're going to Arnett's Chop Shop. I greatly appreciate it. Enjoy, my friend. What a loser you are. <laughs> Let's get Howard in I'm here. I'm happy for Mike, I guess. I, I am. for him, I guess. I, I really am. I hate that I shorted Mike one. I'm sorry, Michael. Uh, Howard's on the fan with Chuck and Chernoff as Chuck makes his way back to the isolation chamber. Howard, how are you? I am well. What's going on? Well, Chuck's on the ropes right now. You can clearly hear that uh, he took a lot of shots early in the fight. Right now he's barely hanging on. The TVs are all on. These big screens at Harris Cherokee in the sports book, so he's, he's rattled. So your uh, opportunity yeah, is there. I love it. Uh, yep. ca- we'll be in Cherokee in two days, too. Oh, very good. Um, we, uh, we, we said hi when you're up here. Uh, your category choices are World Baseball Classic or the Bahamas. Uh, let's do Bahamas. The Bahamas. All right, very good. Let's put 60 seconds on your game clock. Here's your chance to win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. This city is the capital of the Bahamas. Nassau. Correct. This Bahamian big man... DeAndre Ayton was the number one draft pick in 2018 to this team. Uh, Suns. Correct. The Bahamas gained it, in, gained its independence from this nation. England. We'll take it. <laughs> this MLB The Show 23 cover athlete plays for the Miami Marlins and was born in the Bahamas in 1998. Yeah. What is the first name of Pinocchio's cricket friend in the Disney movie? Jimmy. Correct. Dying this week in 2001, this NASCAR driver in the last lap of the Daytona 500. Earnhardt. Correct. Correct. This state is called the last frontier. Montana. Incorrect. This MLB The Show 23 cover athlete plays for the Miami Marlins and was born in the Bahamas in 98. All right, to Howard, hold on one second as we get Chuck back in from the isolation chamber here at uh, Harris Cherokee. Again, clearly rattled. He's got to move on. And, all right, let's uh, get focused here. All right. Uh, I'll let you know your category is the Bahamas. Uh, Chuck, why would the Bahamas be a category? Uh, there was just a trip, a 680 trip to the Bahamas. No, nope, that's not it. That's, oh. that's not it. Why would? All right, we'll have to figure that out. Let's put uh, 60 seconds on your game clock. Take a deep breath for me. Man. Wow, it sounds tough. What's that last part there? I don't know. What's the last, what's the, like, is that a resetting? Is that like a drop step before you? It sounded like the remnants of a hoagie. That's what I was getting out of the last part of that. Maybe some, you know, prosciutto in there, maybe a a ham perhaps. I I don't know. Let's uh, put those 60 seconds on Chuck's game clock. Here's his chance to keep his dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. This city is the capital of the Bahamas. Nassau. Correct. Bahamian big man DeAndre Ayton was the number one draft pick in 2018 to this team. 
Phoenix. Correct. The Bahamas gained its independence from this nation. France. Incorrect. England? This, this MLB The Show. United States. This MLB The Show 23 cover athlete plays for the Miami Marlins and was born in the Bahamas in 1998. Jazz. Correct. What is the first name of Pinocchio's cricket friend in the Disney movie? Jiminy. Correct. Dying this week in 2001, this NASCAR driver on the last lap of the Daytona 500. Oh, uh, Dale Earnhardt. Correct. This state is called the Last Frontier. Uh, Last Frontier is Nevada. Incorrect. All right, Charles, you got five again. Was that six? That was, that was five. It's five. You missed the uh, Last Frontier state. Is Alaska. It's Alaska. Then the that other, makes sense. It does. You missed. Uh, was it? Bahamas gains in, its independence from Britain, UK, or England. We'll take all three. Bad job. So you got five. Howard Come on. also got five. No, no, no. That means overtime. We can score tied, and at the end of regulation, we'll go into overtime. You didn't short me one? Nope. Why do we do this? Well, we got to come up with a winner. It was There's easier when I got the cards. In the playoffs. Talking over the production, Chuck. That's a no-no. Brandon Joseph will now offer a question to both Howard, the contestant, and Chuck. Whoever's closest will be the winner of this round. BJ, take it away. Howard, in 2021, what was the official population of the Bahamas? million. All right, let's get Chuck back in. Same question that was offered to Howard. Will be offered to Chuck, BJ, if you would. I'm not happy. Chuck, in 2021, what was the official population of the Bahamas? Oh, the Bahamas was uh, 1.1 million. Actual retail price? 407,906 people. Chuck is closer. You can't win! Survived, my friend. I've got a really good record. You said 1.1. Howard said 1.7. You survived by the hair on your chinny chin chin card. Hop out for me. We welcome in our final contestant, Dave. Who joins us on the fan for a chance to win Chuck's dinner? Hi, Dave. Dave. (laughs) How we doing? We're awesome, Dave. You ever played the game with us? I have, and I answered every question in the form of a question, like Jeopardy. Oh, I think that's great. I like when you put a little wrinkle on the game. Did you win or lose? I lost by one. Okay, well, here we go. Here's your chance to get a little redemption. Your category is World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic. Let's put 60 seconds on Dave's game clock. Here's his chance to win Chuck's dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. This country has won the most World Baseball Classics with two. Japan. Correct. 2017 World Baseball Classic MVP Marcus Stroman is playing for this country in the 2023 edition. Canada. Incorrect. Chipper Jones and this outfielder were the two Braves represented on the first World Baseball Classic roster of the United States in 2006. Uh, uh, Nicknamed the Dark Knight, this former Mets and Angels pitcher is pitching for Team Italy. Um, in the superhero franchise Batman, Bruce Wayne's butler is named... Alfred. Correct. Dying this week in 1891, this Union general who put the Confederacy in its place by burning Atlanta. Sherman. Correct. This day is nicknamed the Old Dominion State. All right. Very good, Dave. Hold on one second. We'll see if that holds up. Let's get Chuck back in from the uh, isolation chamber where he's uh, meeting and greeting folks here. He's a big to-do. In who was Jersey. that? That was Dave. And what, how, how did Dave perform? You'll find out. Did he acquit himself? I thought he handled himself. Does uh, he have a record? He uh, played one time against you and answered every question in the form of a question like it was Jeopardy, he said. Oh, okay. Which doesn't get you bonus points. What is Missouri? Yeah, okay. That's a state. Yeah. But yes. All right, Chuck, uh, your category uh, this time around is World Baseball Classic. Huh? World Baseball Classic. Take a deep breath. <coughs> awesome. Let's put 60 seconds on your game clock. Here's your chance to keep your dinner from Arnett's Chop Shop. This country has won the most World Baseball Classics with two. Uh, United States. Incorrect. 20, Taiwan. 2017 Japan. World Baseball Classic MVP Marcus Stroman is now pitching for this country in this year's edition. D- Puerto Rico. Correct. Chipper Jones and this outfielder were the two Braves represented on the U.S.'s first WBC roster in 20, uh, 2006. 
Oh, uh, Frank Hoare. Correct. Nicknamed the Dark Knight, this former Mets and Angel pitcher is pitching for Team Italy. Uh, that would be Syndergaard. Incorrect. No, hang on. It's DeGrom, Syndergaard. In the superhero franchise, <laughs> Batman, Bruce Wayne's butler is named this. Alfred. Correct. Dying this week in 1891, this Union general put the Confederacy in its place by burning Atlanta. <laughs> It was uh, Sherman. Correct. This state is nicknamed the Old Dominion State. Uh, Virginia. Correct. All right, Chuck, you got five. What did I miss? Or like, I thought it was close. You miss. Japan has the most with two. I was going there next. And Matt you. Harvey is the Dark Knight. Damn it, I knew that. Dark Knight. Good night. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, you got five. Syndergaard was Thor, right? Black Knight. Dark Knight. Say it. Good night. Thank you. Uh, you got five. And Dave got less. Card. You can't win. Card. It was not your one of your better efforts, I'll be very honest. You were rattled. You were shaken, stirred. I, I scattered hits. You, well, you did more than scatter hits. I scattered. You didn't make it out of the fourth. Uh, it's a quality start. You didn't. A quality start. I worked three minutes and get $200 worth of steak. All so. right. Uh, if you want it, we'll play your dumb music. Thank you to Arnett's Chop Shop. Coursing through my veins. This is not a good recipe for you to do it with all. No, this is a challenge. There's too much stimuli. And I paid the price, didn't you I? You did. You had listeners coming up and talking to you. I saw that. You had the, the, the monitors on. And know. I am sans one card because of it. There are... Don't make excuses. There are consequences. Don't make excuses. We shall overcome. Thank you, Arnett's Chop Shop. Coming up next, I don't believe SEC football fans can agree on this list. Schindler's List. Um, no, it's a it's a different it's a different list. It's a different. I don't think SEC football fans can agree on this list, or anything else for that matter. We'll talk about it next. You can't win. This state is nicknamed the Constitution State. Uh, Philadelphia. Incorrect. I'll get there. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I didn't know Canada was a country. No. Little bits every bit at a time. We learn something new every day. Chuck and Chernoff, we're live inside the Caesar Sportsbook at Harris Cherokee in Cherokee, North Carolina. You can book your getaway, make it a day getaway, a weekend. Whatever you want to come up with the boys or the girlfriend or the wife or both of them, HarrisCherokee.com is where you want to uh, book today. Chuck, it's time to bust out your blades and read the break because 6 to the fan and our putt for the Porsche, Porsche. is back. That's Porsche. Porsche. Join the fan and Chuck and Churn off Thursday, February the 23rd, from 2 to 6 at the PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw for your first chance to sink the putt and get qualified to win a 2023 Porsche Macan. Porsche. From Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta. Finalists will also receive a timepiece from Brown and Company Jewelers, regardless of the putting outcome. And all 16 of our grand prize qualifiers are going to receive a Mizuno M-Craft putter valued at 300 bucks, and a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. Everybody gets that as a dub. Your first chance to qualify will happen with us to putt for the Porsche Thursday, February 23rd. Porsche. At 2 to 6 at the PGA Tour Superstore, 2911 George Busby Parkway in Kennesaw. We're almost there. Putt for a Porsche is brought to you by PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta, Brown & Company Jewelers, and Mizuno. So a uh, friend of the show, Chris Marler. Uh, Josh, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming home. My name's Chris, but it's good to talk to you as well. We'll talk soon. Josh is his brother. Chris Marler tweeted something, Chuck, that I wanted your opinion and I want SEC football fans' opinion on. He uh, tweeted out a list. He said these are the 10 most universally loved SEC football players in the last 10 years. Ooh. Now, the premise of an SEC football fan agreeing on anything is a tough place to start, but these are the 10 most universally loved players in the conference over the last decade. Number 10, Tyler Beatty, Missouri. Is he universally loved? Among who? SEC. Uh, these are the most universally loved SEC players of the last 10 years. But loved among I assume fans? fans or? I, that's my assumption. So he doesn't identify. Who else would love them? Who's 
Okay, I don't think that that's true. I don't think enough fans knew Tyler Beatty. I thought the same thing. He was a tough, 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 tough running back who could catch the ball and do a lot of good stuff. He scored a crap ton of touchdowns. He played in Missouri. He was, I don't I don't know that he's enough of a profile. Media, I don't know, but you're not really saying media loves these, I don't I don't know. So uh, Josh Marler's 0 for 1. Oh, uh, okay, all right. Number 9. Chris, but it's good to talk to you as well. we'll talk stop, to you. will you stop? Marler, please. Stop. Number 9, Matt Corral, Mississippi quarterback. Universally loved? Uh, he was, because he was sort of a, he was a really fun guy to watch at a non-threatening program, you thought. Okay. Right. And you like the powder blue and lane, so maybe. Lynn Bowden, Kentucky, number eight. Fun to root for. Do you realize he was within, now think about how this could even be possible. He came within like 125 yards of leading a team in rushing yards, passing yards, and receiving yards. Was somebody making the comparison to Bo Jackson or, or Herschel? Wasn't there a, oh, that he was the greatest? That was a Paul thing. That's your buddy Feinbaum. That was not. You need to learn to do stuff like Paul because you get, you get your attention. Uh, number seven, K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas quarterback. He's still there, and he's uh, I love him. a lot of quarterback to well, try to get on the ground. He's but fun to watch. I, I'm going to tell you, this, get the title again, the most loved. The ten most universally loved SEC players in the last ten years. I came up with one, and I'm not. he hadn't showed up yet. Don't do but it. But I came up with one. I don't know how you came up with ten. Number six, Josh Dobbs without the eyebrows at Tennessee. I thought about Josh Dobbs because there was a whole lot. Remember, he really was a rocket scientist. Uh, he was a, a aerospace engineering guy. So when somebody actually says, what are you, a rocket scientist? Bright, 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 bright guy and a pretty good quarterback. And he's turned himself. He's got an NFL pension, so good for him. Number five, I have no problem with Nick Chubb. Who didn't love Nick Chubb? That's a lovable dude. That's pretty close to it, and he uh, got hurt and came back, and so sure. Uh, number four, Jalen Hurts, Bama. Did people universally love the Bama quarterback? Uh, Josh Marler is letting me down here. They liked him a little bit more after he lost his job because you don't you don't usually see a national championship winning quarterback at Alabama be an underdog, and that's what he wound up. Number three, Justin Jefferson, LSU receiver. He was an afterthought coming into the season. Not an afterthought, but kind of an afterthought coming into the season. He wound up, uh, hell, he was a finalist for the MVP. I don't know if he was University of Love, though. Number two, Jordan Davis, Georgia big man. How do you not love that big man? Who didn't didn't like Jordan Davis? Was it Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter? Talk to his mom before every kickoff. Jordan, yeah, that's a good, that's a really, really good story. So, all right. I've only got one guy on my list. Number one is left. This is, again, the the 10 most universally loved SEC players from Josh Marler. My name's Chris, but it's good to talk to you as well. We'll Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, You're not. Chris, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Uh, Number one. Joe Burrow, LSU quarterback, the most universally loved. Co- I think he was kind of a lightning rod that people liked to root against as that thing went along, didn't they? Um, I did never rooted against him, but I understand there were people who he doesn't go to class and he's not really part of the team. And he was a, a mercenary from Ohio State. And can I tell you when I saw the title of this because I didn't see the article? Yeah, you don't read uh, Josh Marler stuff. No, but I saw the on. It was on the show sheet, and I was like, ooh, wait a minute. Oh, and I didn't know who you were talking about, but I assume you were led by fans. Josh, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks hey, for coming home. <laughs> Do you know the only name I came up with? Huh. Dak Prescott. Okay. And I think in Mississippi fun. State, like, Dak, everybody kind of looked at Dak because, again, it has to be a really good guy at a program who doesn't threaten you. It should have been Tebow, but people found a reason to hate Tebow. <laughs> they went the other way. Right. It was like backlash. It's 100% like, correct. Where do you, like, Dak would be on the list yeah, somewhere. Sure. Dak was likable. He's played at an underdog school. He was a, a bigger, fun quarterback. Like, right? It has to be. You can't. That's why Jalen Hurts, you're playing for the big, bad empire, Alabama. You've got to be somebody who overachieved. A there has to be at least a facet of little engine. Yes. I think that's always a part of it. Uh, or uh, you're just non-threatening in the position, or you're not jealous of him. Or, like with Tebow, people thought it was fake. People didn't think it was real. It was like he put on this Oh, act. absolutely. Like, do you remember um, for like the last half of the season, he was SEC offensive player. Do you remember like the kind of the combo? It was so respectful around a co- carry on Johnson because he basically was like, all right, we're not as good as we need to be. Let's go win the West. And then he got hurt, and they were screwed. But like carry on Johnson, there was a lot of conversation about him, but it was then it was over. So I guess I would say it this way. I don't think SEC fans can agree on any of this stuff. No. Universal love in that conference, which is a compliment to the conference. I'm surprised he came. He said he came up with 10. Well, I mean, again, that's a lot of content. Josh Marler is always good for do the you, co- 
Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. Whatever season, maybe it was the 11 season that Honey Badger bust on with like 30 fumble recoveries. Um, Good nickname. No, I'm not kidding. If you go back and look, it was like week three or four of his sophomore season. He tied the LSU career record yeah. for fumble recoveries. Yeah, yeah. Everybody thought it was the coolest thing, and then it was like you failed how many weed tests and got ooh, kicked ooh, off the ooh, team? Ooh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Who didn't love DJ Shockley? He did the one thing nobody ever does. He waited. Yeah. He waited. Yeah. And then he won an SEC title. Like, yeah. DJ's got to be on that list, right? Yeah. Marler, where is Shockley on your list? I'm going to do my own list. Don Jr.? I am, yes. I'm going to do my own list. Better than Marler's. DJ's a good dude. Hey, thank you. I, just, I think He's I just a good got, guy. I think I just got number one. Can we top Shockley? More than Burrow. Huh. I'm going to give this some more thought. That was off the top of my head, though. I don't I think that. it was. T. Martin next. Love T. Love no, T. No, Love wait a minute. T followed Peyton on, and bone? won a title. Bone? What? What? Last 10 years. Oh, hell. Damn it. Bone. Man. Head. <laughs> bone. I did, it be- Head. I did it better than that. I went extended. Oh, did you? Yes, really? I like, extended. okay. 10 years is easy. Yeah, you did it better. You didn't follow directions. That's exactly right. Well, you thought Philadelphia was a state. I was in the moment confused. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Chris Marler, Josh, or whoever it was. Whatever name is. Supplying us that content. Uh, coming up next, Major League Baseball used to make a horrible choice each season. But for a really good reason. Now, it's just cash. Chuck will explain next. Josh, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. My name's Chris, but it's good to talk to you as well. We'll talk soon. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 